welcome to the Confidence Mastery Unlock Your Life podcast, covering the most essential areas of personal development for ultimate success, your health, wealth, and happiness. Your host, Natalie Bailey, the Confident Entrepreneur. Natalie is a confidence coach, property developer, and bright red-haired fitness fanatic who is going to take you on a journey to confidently create a more inclusive, more successful, and fulfilled life. Get listening, take action, and unleash your inner confidence. Hello, (laughs) and welcome to this live podcast recording episode with... Stuart Garrington. Hello. And former Mr. World, Mr. Britain and Mr. Universe. Correct, yeah. So thank you very much for joining us. Mm, thanks for having me. It's your first podcast. Uh, first one? First one I've ever done. Oh, amazing. <laughs> first of many, I hope. Fingers crossed. Fingers there? crossed. So I um, wanted to talk to you about the mindset and the discipline and the control of going from not competing to competing and yeah. why you did it. So do you want to tell people a little bit about what you've done and why you did it? Well, I mean, I started training when I was 15, just in a, a local bodybuilding year. I went to work experience. I went to I went from school to work experience there. Surrounded by a lot of bodybuilders and uh, just kind of got the book for the training, really. And uh, it's always been something I've been interested in, fitness and what have you, but I'd always played football and, uh, and running and what have you. So it just kind of snowballed from there, being around that environment. And yep. um, I did my first show when I was, uh, when I was 17. Seventeen. Uh, Seventeen, yeah. Wow. The under 18s, uh, Mr. York, about, about 2000, <laughs> 2001, I think that was. And yeah, it just it grew from there, really. So um, fast forward, you know, about 15 years later, yep. I managed to win the uh, the British title, the, the Mr. World, and obviously the, the coveted Mr. Universe after after a lot, a lot of hard work. So, so 15 years in the making. Yeah, about that, something like that. I think I was, uh, yeah, well, I was 15 when I first started training. I think I was, I was 29 when I won the World Championship yep. and 30 when I won the... Uh, Mr. Universe. That's young. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so when you were 15, <laughs> yeah. did you think, I'm going to win Mr. Universe? No, no. All, all I wanted to do was train. Uh, I did. I enjoyed the training side of it. I did a little bit of Thai boxing, a little bit of football. And, and, and that was it, really. It was just a, a hobby. I just enjoyed the training side yeah. of it. So there was no real aspirations to to compete until maybe a year or so later. So I, I found it very easy to kind of add muscle. So there's people at the gym saying, maybe you should give this a shot and I went okay. to go watch one of the one of the shows and, and yeah it's it kind of it just went from there really so. you thought I want to be on that stage yeah I, I, I thought I could do it I, I've always liked to challenge when I'm growing up I wanted to probably be a footballer I think that's what most most lads do when the did you want to play up. for York of course I want to play for York <laughs> <laughs> of course I wanted to play for York I wanted to take us through the divisions and go win the premiership but um, you know that's not happened has it you know, that's not happened yeah well they never signed me so that's why so um but no, I mean, you know, I didn't have the skill required. And I started getting into cross-country running, and that was something that I could just work harder than everybody else at. And, you know, if I go out and there's no skill required to run, if I just go and run more and, and, yep. and, and you know, and, and train harder and, and push myself further every single day, then I'd become the best. But I didn't really enjoy it. And then, so, you know, I, I did cross-country. It just wasn't my thing. It was something that I, I got the principle right in that if I can outwork people, I can become the best at it. But that chosen sport was just not really my thing. I just okay. did not enjoy the races. So then I found the gym. I found something I did enjoy. And the same principles applied. If I work harder than everybody else, if I train more and I'm more disciplined by nutrition, then over time, mm-hmm. I will become the best at this. So, yep. um, yeah. so what gave you that mindset of, I need to do this and I will be the best at it? 
if you stumble on something that you're passionate about, then it becomes easy to to, to, to push yourself and, and push the training. And I enjoyed the, like I said, I enjoyed the training side of it. The byproducts of building muscle and everything that came after it, that was, you know, that wasn't the main focus when I walked into the gym. It was just, I just enjoyed the training. So okay. uh, obviously as things progressed and I had my first taste of competition and I thought, well, right, I can do it, but next time I'll come back even better. And you looked at the bigger guys on the stage, you know, the other classes and stuff like that. I thought, yeah, I don't mind being like that. And so that gives you another goal and you progress up to that and, yeah. and, and what have you. So, but yeah, it was, um, it was, it was something that just gradually grew over the uh, years before it ended up turning into an obsession. Like I had to, you know, from probably my mid to late 20s where I thought, you know what, I need to, I really want to do this now. Yeah. So I made a note about that, actually, about obsession. Um, yeah. Somebody said to me that bodybuilding is a very selfish sport. Would you say that's true? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah because it's, um, when you're in a prep, there's no social time, there's no family time, or, or very little, do you know what I mean? It is mm-hmm. all about what you're doing for the next 12 or 16 weeks you, you every meal scheduled every workout scheduled nothing can deviate from the plan yep. you know so everything does kind of go by the wayside a little bit um and so you know close ones to you family members friends they do suffer because um you're not able to just live a quote-unquote normal life yeah. but it is for a short period of time you know like off season when we're not in competition I can have a very normal life, you know, I can still go out and eat at the place I want to eat, I'll go out for the days out, yeah. I want to do, uh, spend time with family, spend time with friends, that's no problem. But you do have to get a little bit selfish in them mm. prep weeks. And if you don't, the people that do get selfish and do really zone in and, and, and focus, they're the ones that are going to win yeah. the shows. Um, so, yeah. So how does it affect the people in your life when you are literally that focused? And how did they support you? Uh, well, I, I, I'm lucky. I've got... Um, a wife who fully understands what I do. Um, she's done it herself, so she understands. You know, she won the British British title a couple of years back, and they, they, she understands what I've done. But she understands what I've done from day one. I've got a set of friends that are, are fantastic as well. Again, Stu was in competition. You know, we'll catch you in a couple of months, mate. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And 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 I'm lucky to have a good circle around me that that do understand what I wanted to and, and why I had to do what I had to do. And you know, I've missed yeah. friends stag do's and I've missed occasions and, and, and birthdays and all the rest of it, you know, yeah. because this goal was super important to me. So So would you say the sacrifice is worth it? Absolutely, yeah. No, it absolutely is, because I think if you want to achieve anything out of the norm, there has to be a level of sacrifice. And, you know, yes, I can make up uh, for family time later and yeah. I can make up with time with friends and, and, and what have you and stuff that I just wanted to do. You know, I can do all that later. Right now, if I never step foot on a bodybuilding stage again, I'll always be... I've won Mr. World, Mr. Universe, you know, mm-hmm. I've achieved something that not very many people do achieve. So uh, for me, it was absolutely worth it. Yeah. But yeah, now it's a little bit more balanced with me, but you know, but you know, back then when I was really going for it, you had to be fully dialed fully in on what you're doing. It. Absolutely. And that maintaining that consistency can't be easy. No, I mean, 15 years of every two hours thinking, what, where's my protein coming from next? You know, walk into a, a restaurant and, you know, while I say you can have a bit bit of a life where you you vary off a little bit and, you, you know, you can still go on, on, on meals out and all the rest of it when you're yeah. not, not in diet. But I was still looking at where's my protein coming from? What can I eat that's going to help me build muscle? What can yeah. I eat that's going to, you know, keep the fat off sort of thing? So I'd still think about these things even when I was out. And like I say, you're eating every couple of hours. So every two hours for, for 15 years, you know, it becomes quite intense. <laughs> thinking about that sort of stuff all the time so so obviously you had that you had the plan so the first one do you want mr britain first 
Is no, that right? I won the no. um, Mr. World first. Mr. World. Uh, that was 2012. That was the first big one that I won. I'd come third at the Britain that year. Yeah. And the two guys that beat me were in the class at the Mr. World as well. So I knew I looked better, but yeah. I didn't really, you know, until I got up there and, and I knew that I'd... I'd won it last year. <laughs> uh, but I didn't know running up to it I thought here we go again I'm going to get you know I'll, be, I'll be, probably take a third again these guys have just beat me right. two weeks ago but I managed to turn things around a little bit I, I manipulated some things with my diet um, well me and me, me coach at the time changed some things in my diet filled me out a little bit more Yeah. Um, the guys weren't looking as sharp as they were two weeks ago and I was able to take advantage of it so that was the first big one Yeah. Uh, so how did you feel having lost to them to beat them only what is it two weeks later two weeks later yeah, yeah. it wasn't so much about beating them guys all of the buff awesome yeah. bodybuilders just the thought of I've won that title that's it I've, I will be forever you know yeah. forever that's, that's <laughs> not getting taken away from me now do you know what I mean yeah. I've achieved that and that was the main main focus on it really so so what helped you get there? You said about your coach and that accountability. So that must have made a difference. Oh, massive, yeah, massive. Um, I mean, obviously, I mean, somebody who actually knows what they're talking about, you know, so it's okay having accountability, but if you're doing the wrong things, then mm -hmm. it's a bit of a waste of time, really. So a real knowledgeable guy called Ken Roscoe from Food Tech who, um, who helped me out and uh, he's been a coach for, for, for many years. I had other coaches previously, uh, but Ken kind of took me to that next level. His, his knowledge was, was second to none and obviously a guy that I really, really respect. So you'd say I have that level of accountability and mm. not wanting to let him down and, and, and making sure that I was uh, doing what needed to be done. But I was also part of a, a, a great team. There was a lot of bodybuilders that he looked after as well. They were all great bodybuilders. Yeah. So having that sort of community brought together of really top level bodybuilders where we're like and I, everybody wants to be number one yeah. so you know you all that competitive edge comes out even more so this is why I think that the, the, the food tech lads did as well as they did because we were all kind of battling each other it wasn't just a battle on the stage we yeah. all see each other once every few months on stage we were training together we were working together um so it was a constant battle and that drove us on to be better so it's like support but competition absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. so well everyone wants to see everyone do well but you know i want to be number one so <laughs> <laughs> no that makes that makes perfect sense um that control and discipline that you had to do that, to win that, to get yeah. on the stage, to go, I've won. Yep. And then you thought, okay, I've done this, what next? So then you got Mr. Universe. Yep. Then what? What did you think? What, Mr. Universe today, what's tomorrow's goal? Yeah, that's, that was a really tough time, actually, because mm. as winning that as an amateur, I turned uh, professional in NABBA, and I'd gone from being the top dog for the last two years in Class 1, yeah. you know, I won the Worlds, I won the Britain, uh, the, the, the Universe, like you said, I was... I was smashing everything that I was doing. All of a sudden, you're top dog in, class, in, in the amateurs. Now you're going back to the bottom of the pile in the pros. Yeah. And I'm thinking, it's been a long 15 years to get here. <laughs> Do I really want to climb that mountain again? Do you know yeah. what I mean? So it was weird because by the time, like you say, probably it's 24, 25, I really decided that's it. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to win. The British title was my main goal. And then yeah. as soon as I won that, I knew that I would then go on to to win the universe um, and those were my goals and after having such a strong goal for the last six years to achieve it there was a certain level of like emptiness and what now mm. um, so it was quite tough for a few months trying to find 
that goal and that, find, that, that, find that drive to really go again, you know, yeah. because it's a long road, you know, up to the top of the pros. Yeah. You've, you've accomplished what I've accomplished in the amateurs. It's fantastic. But now it's a whole another level. And it's like, right, have I got it in me have to go again? Do you know what yeah. I mean? So it was a case of just like, you know, a bit of time off, a bit of refocusing. I've competed a couple of times as a pro. I've never made any, any, any great shakes in those pro ranks yet. But it is something that, that I feel now, you know, six years after after winning the universe, yeah. I feel like I am ready to kind of knuckle down and make a, a proper assault on, on that pro class. Yeah. So, um, you know, with two or three probably hard years ahead of me to get up there, but I've no doubt that... You've once, got it in you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Once my mindset, I, maybe I needed a little break from it. Maybe I needed to step away. It was so intense for, for through my 20s so long, of, yeah. of, you know, like you say, every two hours, what am I going to eat next? What am I going to eat next? Did you wake up in the night to eat? Um, yeah. Did you actually sleep? No, it depends again. When I, when I was really on it, you know, I'd often have a protein shake just waiting in the bathroom. <laughs> so when I wake up, go to Lou, it's uh, there, protein shake down, back to bed. Wow. So yeah, I mean, it depends if I was dieting or, or you know, yeah. bulking. But yeah. The, um, yeah, I mean, I've done, I've tried all sorts of things. <laughs> Fuck. That's crazy. So if over the next couple of years you're going to take things to the next level, mm what's going to be the thing that helps the, helps you to get you there and give you that confidence to do it? Well, I'm working with a great coach at the moment now, a guy called Yuri, a real, again, super knowledgeable guy. Um, and again, a, a guy that I really respect. He's, um, so, you know, working with him, formulating a plan with him uh, when the time's right. And, and I feel that I'm in a position to go, obviously, where I am now in my life. I've got a young family, I've got, a few businesses. These are things that I didn't have back in my twenties, and I could yeah. be a little bit more selfish. So now my time is split a little bit more. But when I feel like the time is right in my life, and I do want to kind of push on for that that pro class, then then I'll sit down with Yuri. So I'll I'll, I'll have a, I'll put a plan together between us, and like you say, we'll just take massive action on that plan every single day, and 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 um, go back to where I was all them years ago. Yeah. You know, what am I having for my next meal? What am I doing in my next training session? Have it all planned out, and um, and like you say. Obviously, having him to be accountable to yeah. uh, is going to be going to be huge. I think that makes a massive difference. If you haven't got that person, that thing, and that drive, people just give up. I think you've got a reason as well. You've got a reason for why you really want to do this. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not the best at trying to just get in shape when I want to go on holiday, or for, for you know for no reason. Yeah. I've got to have a real reason to make me eat the white fish and broccoli and get up at. 4am to the cardio and still be doing you know cardio after working at night time and, yeah. and stuff like that and the tough grueling sessions i've got to have a real reason and and getting on stage gives me that drive so for me to get in shape i need that reason and, and like you say i need that uh, somebody watching over me mm. really that time to make sure that i'm doing the right things and that i'm, I'm doing what i said i was going to do yeah. so so if there was people looking to do that sort of thing is that what you'd recommend Oh, absolutely. Find yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Find a, you know, you've got to find a reason why you want to mm. actually do this, you know? So like you say, it became a, it became a bit of an obsession. I think now my reason is probably that most people think I'm done and dusted with okay. it. You know what I mean? Oh, so, you want to come back. Yeah, yeah. So a little bit and that, you know, don't get me wrong. People might not even, they know give me a second thought. They might not even be thinking that, that at all, but in my head, yep. that's what people are saying. Yeah. So that gives me the drive to go, I'm going to show you that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And it's like, people are like, 
we won't give you a second thoughts, Joe. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't but, matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't matter yeah, in my yeah. head. Yeah. That's what because sometimes I feel like that myself. I think am I actually done? Have I, have I you know have my best days done yeah. in this? And I think no, actually I know that I've got it in me to go again. And I know that I have. So yeah. um, again, just find that reason why you want to do it. Yeah. And then, like you said, just just putting that plan together and, and taking action on it. So what was the biggest mistake you made the first time around? And what did you learn from it that you can take going forwards? I mean, I, I've always followed, so I was saying that there's mistakes. I've always been the sort of person that follows the plan to the letter. And being, you know, when I was the first time, I, did, I was such a young lad that whether the advice was right or wrong, I was still kind of following it. I never mm. really questioned it. I don't know, really. I think I never really thought about it. I made lots of little mistakes in my training. There's things that I learn about as you progress and go on that I think I wish I'd have done that earlier. Different yeah. supplements, different nutrition strategies, different training techniques, that sort of thing. But you're never going to know it all on day one anyway. So I can't really say that there was any massive mistakes that I made. I just, I'd, I found the whole thing a learning process. Yeah. If there was things that I thought that I could have done better, I just implemented it next time. And, and, and that's the way it was, you know. I yeah. got sometimes I'd come off stage and, you know, like, before I ended up winning everything, I'd I'd go off stage and I'd I'd have been beaten, and you know people always in bodybuilding go, oh you should you could have done better, you, could, you know you were robbed there, mate. Do you know what I mean? Oh, and yeah, all this nonsense. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, is that if that panel of judges don't think you're good enough, guess what, mate? You're not good enough. Go away and do something about it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's like I'd come away from we had like a local show in um, in Batley, the northeast, and a couple of times I went there and I'd been beaten. And I'd come back and I'd, I'd literally jump in the, the the bath, scrub that crappy tan off me, you know. So, and and I were back in the gym that night because I was just like, oh, I'm going to show them next year. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's the difference is you doing that and making it make you better. Whereas a lot of people, they just go, oh, fuck this, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, especially now, the Instagram generation, do you know what I mean? It's like crying over it and, you know, I didn't get what I wanted straight away, so I'm, I'm, I'm throwing my teddy out, do you know? Mm. It's like, no, I didn't get the result that I wanted, you know, all the time. Of course, everybody wants to win. You don't put yourself through that to come second or third or nowhere, no. like I did on many occasions. But I just had it in mindset, all right you are not going to leave me stood at the back of that stage again next year. I'm going to make sure of it. Do you know what I mean? And I come back next year, maybe I'll get a little bit better. <laughs> All right, I'm coming back. I'm gonna, you watch next year, mate. Do you know what I mean? And it's that, that old thing in it. It's like you, you win or you learn. Do you know what yeah. I mean? You never really lose if you take lessons from it and you, and you can tweak things. And, you know, there's times when in the early days when I was younger, I would, I would cheat on my diet here and there and miss a cardio session or, or not put the full intensity into me workout. And all them things I put right the next time. Do you know yeah. what I mean? When I look back and review and was honest to myself, what could I have done better? Yeah. Instead of going, oh, you were robbed, mate. Do you know what I mean? Judges don't know what they're looking at. Do you know? Mm. So that, that's nonsense. You can always, you just need to look at yourself in this sport. What could I have done better? And then take that and go and do it. Where do you think you get that from? Because I, I generally don't know. Honestly, I don't know. A lot of people don't. Like I do that. I'm like, right, so where did I go wrong? What can I learn? Where can I get help? work like and implement and then get better next time yeah a lot of people they'll take the and 
blame other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why, because I've only started getting into things like self-development and self-awareness probably over the last four years or so when I started yeah. listening to podcasts when I was doing uh, cardio for, for competition one time. Before that, I never, I was so wrapped in the bodybuilding bubble that I would, I, I never listened to podcasts. I yeah. never, I, I never really read books and anything. Do you know what I mean? I was just, if it wasn't about bodybuilding and it didn't make me bigger, I was not interested. <laughs> so, you know, so, uh, but, but when I started learning all these things, this self-development stuff and self-awareness, I'd listen, I think back and think, oh, I've, I've been doing that for years. I've been doing that for years. I don't know where it come from. Right. It's just, I don't know, is in it you. something that's built in you? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it can absolutely be taught, but it just felt like it's always been in me. Yeah. Um, the way that I've been brought up, maybe. So, you know, I'm not too sure. I, you know, I do ask myself that question before. I think, why, why have I done all these things that, you know, I'm hearing on these podcasts and stuff, things that these great athletes do? <laughs> and I'm thinking... Doing I'd that, do that I'm anyway. Doing, doing that anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I, th I think there's a look, a gift. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? It was, it's, it's something that I certainly work on more now that I'm actually aware about it. But this is stuff that I was doing anyway. So, and I have no real reason why it was. Uh, <laughs> it's just in you. You're just special. Yeah, like. Well, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think a certain part of it is, it must be down to your upbringing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It must be down to the. Did you have a good upbringing? Oh, fantastic! Was that yeah, like? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, got a great mum and dad, and yeah. you know, uh, come from a lovely family, and um, it's certainly not one of these we had now when we were kids, and we had to we had to graft all the way. Do you know, mum yeah. and dad worked hard, and and I, I what I suppose in a way maybe it was I watched my mum and dad work hard. You know, I watched my dad do. 12-hour shifts and mm. night shifts and my mum worked for jobs and stuff like that. And I suppose in some subconscious way, that could be where the work ethic came from, yeah. you know. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, my, my childhood was great. And, and so there's not like a rags to riches thing where we're, no. you know, I had now and we had to, you know, graft for it all and, and we, we, you know, fight my way right from the bottom to the top. So it wasn't like that, do you know what I mean? It's like mum and dad did, did a great job. They provided for me and my sister and... Um, but yeah, I suppose if I'd say say something thinking about it now, it would be watching mum and dad and and, and the, the, their work ethic and how they grafted. That's yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really nice, yeah. actually. It's nice to hear stories like that because mm. everyone's got a sub story. Yeah. And sometimes that's just not the case. So it's quite refreshing to hear that. No. Actually, no. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would just say, yeah, I suppose that was just a really good example by my mum and dad, and um, and and I've channeled that into into bodybuilding and then from there kind of channeled it into into other areas like, like business and whatever yeah, so that's a very good point actually because that was my next where i wanted to go okay <laughs> <laughs> like how how do you take all of that drive and discipline and then apply it to different areas of your life and what's growing now because well I'd, i'll tell you something I, when i when i first did my first show actually i think my first show was the mr england show and I won that as a 17, 18-year-old. And, and I won that because I was the only person on stage. So. <laughs> <laughs> we can edit that bit out, though, right? Yeah, don't tell them. But, uh, but, yeah. but no, I was, but it wasn't about, I suppose it comes a bit cheesy, but it was the journey of getting to the stage yeah, and yeah. the discipline of, of getting to that stage. And there was a 17-year-old kid. I literally remember studying my kitchen when I got back from there thinking... That has got to be the hardest thing that I will ever put myself through. That contest prep, that that discipline, yeah, that yeah. sacrifice. And I just remember literally the word for word. If I can do that, I can do absolutely anything. And 
I just remember thinking that, and I thought, do you know what? All you've got to do is work harder than everybody else. Just put the hard work in, and, yeah. and shit happens, you know what yeah. I mean? So, and, and that was the, the first lesson, really, from, from bodybuilding that, that can be transferred into absolutely any aspect of life, really. And like you say, now with my gyms and my PT business, you know, there's no coincidence that the harder I work, the better the businesses get. Mm-hmm. So certainly a lesson learned through bodybuilding that I've transferred into the business world. Yeah. So if you if it wasn't bodybuilding, what do you think it might have been? Obviously not football. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know really. Um, it would have always been something, like say I was a 15-year-old and I wanted to go work in a gym. Yeah. So, you know, maybe it wouldn't be you that. You think that's always been it? Yeah, it'll have been, it'll have been something fitness-related, yeah. uh, sport-related. Proper man stuff yeah I, th- I think so i think it would have been it, it's just always been my passion i've always loved it you know yeah. like you say that i mean I, for a while i think it was about about 15 i think as well when i started doing that the, the, the tie boxing and stuff like that i did that for about four four years i never fought but i you know i built trained. Was, trained up to yeah. a decent standard you know maybe that maybe that would have been the direction that i would have gone in because it's that competition it's that the, the training that's involved in it and it's the whole you work out than everybody else yeah. You're going to be better than everybody else. So. so what competitions do you have at the moment, like in non-bodybuilding world, like that keeps you going? It's the business. Yeah. It's the business. There's it's competition everywhere. So, um, you know. <laughs> no, that's for real. Yeah, there's, there's gyms hopping up all over the place. So that is the competition at the moment. And that's the, the game that I'm in at the moment, really. Yeah. So any time that there's, uh, you know, you know we, we must look at ourselves again. There's, there's, there's all these, you know, pure gyms and, and, and all these chains opening up in York. There, was, there wasn't this many, you know, when I opened E-Ball up in York, it was coming up 13, 14 years ago now. Yeah. So you've got to deal with this as, it, as, as they come up. And again, you can deal with it by crying and moaning and bitching that I've got another gyms opening up. Do you know what I mean? Or you can say, right, what can we do to make ourselves better? What mm. can we do to make ourselves stand out? Yep. You know, so, and, and, and this is the energy goes into that. So it is a competition. Again, some of these pure gyms, I don't even know who we are. No. But in my head, <laughs> you know, I create these competitions that, uh, that I must win. But they can't so. trade off your name, can they? No, but also, I don't think... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, winning the shows that I've won gives a certain amount of credibility to a certain yeah. genre of people. Yeah. But, you know, the average person doesn't really care if... You know, you would miss the universe or not. They're just looking for a gym. For a gym so yeah. I'm looking, I'm not, I don't try too much to push me as the brand of, of okay. e-bot, but a little bit different when we want in Leeds because it's more of a, a lad's gym, a weight's gym, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That sort of thing. So, well, that's uh, what happens over there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. So, but it's, it's the, the, the sort of clientele we've got there is more bodybuilding. So I can use myself as, as yeah. more the front man with that. With Ebor, I've got to think about how can I just make the business, the gym better, not about how can I push what I've done in the past to, to, to make it better. So you've got to think in a different way, yeah. really. But it's still, I still love it. I still, I still love that sort of competition, whether it's, uh, you know, whatever it is. Being the best. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like that. So, in terms of that and obviously you've got the physical aspect and mm. then you've got the mental aspect, what do you think's your biggest asset? Well, the physical aspect of it can only be done if you've got the mental strength to do it because the training's hard. Getting off your ass. So I've been I do I've done cardio before 
one in the morning because I've had such a long day at work and I've had so much to fit in. And then I finally get home and I sit on the sofa and I'll sit there for half an hour. I think I really should be doing cardio right now. I have to drag myself up and get it done, you know. So the walk, yeah, the, the, the walk or the, the Stairmaster or whatever it is I'm doing is tough. Yeah. But it's not as tough as sometimes just dragging yourself off the sofa and, and going and doing the work. Yeah. So without the mental side of it, yeah. you know, and this is why I see so many people who want to do bodybuilding and I'm going to compete, they aren't mentally cut out for it. Yeah. So if, you're not, if you haven't got the mental strength, yeah. it's irrelevant how physically strong you are in the gym and, and stuff because it takes a lot more than... Yeah. What, what would you recommend for people to build their mental strength then? And I suppose it's if you've got a reason why you're doing it, then that should push you through to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's just, just finding you re- the right reason why you want something. Um, to keep you motivated. Yeah. That's what I tell my clients. If yeah. you don't know why you're doing what you're doing, you're going to stop doing the thing. Yeah. And you'll get into this cycle and this rut and you'll never get out of it yeah. because your reasoning isn't big enough. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a great motivator to know that I've put it out there. I'm going to compete. People know that I'm going to compete. I don't want to back out of it. I've never backed out of doing anything that I said I was going to do before um, and, and taking the easy way out. Even before, I've been like six weeks out from a show and I'm not in the best shape. Mm. That's such a motivator because in six weeks' time, mate, you're getting up there in your small pants with your shaved legs and your face tan. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And it's like, you better be looking decent Did or it's going to be embarrassing for you. Yeah. And I've, I've got up there before as a junior and been way out of shape, you know, again. To kids, Compared so, to... Yeah. Oh, yeah. But even even back then, I should have been in better shape. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like a bit of bad advice, bit of not putting the work in myself. Do you know what I mean? A combination of all that. So terrible feeling. Yeah. Terrible feeling. Didn't know where to hide on that stage. When you're sort of in your in your little pants, you know what I mean? It's like. <laughs> Did you ever feel like a twat? Um, no, I don't. No, no. because it's it's part of the you're in that environment. Everyone's doing it. People are there to see. They're not there to see. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. When you get out of the arena and you're covered in your talent and what have you, you look a bit of a knobhead sometimes. <laughs> you know, when you're going to go to hit Nando's straight after the uh, after Nando's. you've been on stage, but. You know, most of the time, most of the bodybuilders in the rest, so you're not, you're not, on, you're not on the other, so. uh, but no, I mean, it's a little community of bronzed men yeah, eating exactly. chicken, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. I can't believe Nando's was the um winning, yeah, because you know what it is, it's like after, yeah, I mean, why would you want chicken and rice after 16 weeks of eating chicken <laughs> so and I mean. rice? So, but um, I don't know, at that point, if you tried to go crazy and eat the Oh, you'd, be so well, you'd be so well you'd be so well so um and just having something with a little bit of flavor on is like oh my god this is heaven because you get so used to eating that way the bland yeah. boring diet food at that point nando's is a, a huge treat you know what i mean so just having nando's. a little bit of, you've never been to nando's no i'm not i'm not um i can't i can't say that a bit weird <laughs> a bit weird to be honest I'll tell you later why not. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of diet, um, yeah. somebody asked me to ask you, his name is Joanne Van Hilton, what are your thoughts on that new Game Changers documentary? I've not seen it, to be honest. I follow a few people, um, really, really smart nutritionists, um, obviously on social media and stuff like that, and they seem to be laughing it out of, uh, you know, having zero credibility, really. From what I can gather, they seem to have cherry-picked what they want to, you know, half-truths and, and stuff like that. And, and mm. some, I think, are, are quite outright lies. I think there's a guy called Lynn Norton who's 
put a scientific um, scientific response to the game changes where it just picks holes in yeah. everything. Do you know what I mean? So at the end of the day, it's like anything. If you want to be vegan, be vegan. Don't preach about it. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's like end of the day, eating eating more fruit and vegetables that are is definitely good for everybody's diet, I think. Yeah. But you know, if people eat meat, eat meat. We, we, the human race has been eating meat for a long time and been going all right. So you know, yeah, it's, I've not seen it, so I can't really comment on that. But like I say, just from the vibe that I'm getting from the community of like uh, nutritionists and people in the know that yeah. I follow on, on, on social media, what have you, it's a little bit of nonsense, a little bit of propaganda. I was going to say, I think there's a lot of propaganda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had this chat with someone the other day and they were getting like really preachy to me about being vegan. And I was like, right, well, I'm off to eat my chickens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's people's choices and do what they want. If you, I, I get, I get the ethical reason behind it. You know, yeah. you don't want to kill the animals. I mean, I love animals, but I also love eating meat. You know what I mean? So I don't. I try, I try not to think about them being killed, but it's, um, yeah, I know, right? You know, so I, I get it. Food, I get, it's fuel at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah, it's, 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 it's survival, isn't it? Do you know yeah. what I mean? So I don't know if you say, well, you don't need it now to survive, but. Also bacon, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Come on. <laughs> Don't talk to me about bacon. bacon. I'm not allowed to eat bacon rolls at the moment. <laughs> okay. I think that's been really, really interesting. What would be your top tips for somebody to be confident in their own body? A good exercise routine and a good nutrition programme. It's going to change people's lives. If more people were doing it, you know, it's... Um, I mean, look, you don't have to go mental. You don't have to start, you know, going to the extremes that, that I've spoke about where, mm-hmm. you know, every two hours you think about what I'm going to eat next. Literally, I mean, you can get the, the My Fitness Pal app and stuff like that. Yep. And, you know, we talk about self-awareness and stuff. It's just once you're logging your food and realising what you're eating, you're just becoming a little bit more self-aware. And, you know, if you have a couple of biscuits and you log the biscuits and you realise that, holy shit, that's 300 calories, Mm -hmm. you might not feel like eating the full packet (laughs) like you would have done if you didn't log your food. Yep. So, you know, logging your food. I mean, yeah, exercise, some form of daily exercise, whether it's getting out for a walk, you know, obviously going to gym, weight training has got such benefits, and everyone should be doing it. They they absolutely should be doing it. I've been telling people that for years. Yeah, 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 of course. It's, you know, it's not about... You know, the whole thing where, oh, I don't I don't want to get like you, though, Stuart. Do you know what I mean? It's like, mate, don't worry, you won't. You won't. You know so, you know, or, or, or girls that don't want to become manly, it's yeah. like, you really won't. You yeah. know, you're not made to build muscle like blokes are. Yeah. So you can go to I the gym. F- I can... find that really interesting, actually. A lot of people say that to me. Yeah, like, gosh, yeah. When you get huge. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I roll my eyes a lot. Do you know, it's a lack of education, really, when it comes to, to stuff like this. But yeah, I mean, look, everybody should be doing um, some form of weight training, ideally two or three times a week. That is, that would be the the minimum that I would suggest. But you know, if you really, really can't get out and do some form of exercise, get out and do you know, go for a walk or go for a swim or go, go play squash or you know, five star football, whatever it is, you know. So some form of activity, some sort yep. sort, of, sort of movement, like say, track your food, become yep. aware, and you know, drink more water. Eat more vegetables, that's far. So, you know, <laughs> don't have to become vegan, though, but definitely eat more vegetables. Eat more vegetables. Yeah, but the, the, but if you were to impl- implement them three to four things, your physique would change, you, you, you would be, you know, you'd easily drop a little bit of body fat, you know, you'd, you'd want a better word, tone up your muscle if you start to weight train and, and stuff yep. like that. 
and and with that, just you would feel better about yourself. Do you know what I mean? I mean, don't get me wrong. If people are happy how they are, great, live like that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But if you're not, that's what you need to be doing to to make a change. So do something about it. Absolutely, yeah. It helps your mindset, like actually going. Like Jim definitely keeps me sane. Well, I think I, I, now I listen to a lot of stuff. Like I said, I've listened to a lot of podcasts and read a lot of books. Very interested in like um, fitness entrepreneurs and, uh, and, and entrepreneurs in general, really. And pretty much everybody who's who's doing well in, in business starts the day with a workout or yeah. some sort of something like that, you know. Because yeah, I mean it, the discipline, you know, the discipline that it takes and to get a good physique. Again, it's lessons that can be learned that you can then transfer over into the business world, yep. so or any aspect of your life that you want. Yep. That makes total sense. Amazing. So I've got some cracking yeah. final Been questions for, <laughs> <laughs> for some people from, from from some people in the community. Yep. So um, just to finish off, then, which planets did you have to beat to be Mister Universe? All of them. All of them. All no, of them. Nobody from <laughs> Jupiter has beaten me. No one from Mars has beaten me. Undefeated. <laughs> Undefeated. Undefeated. Cool. Um, can only, only ever lost to Earthlings. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I'd be proud I'm of killing that. Killing it out there. Yeah, killing it. Killing <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, beating all the aliens. Yeah. Cool. Um, how much spinach do you eat every day? I eat spinach at about three meals a day. I love the stuff. So, yeah. So, I don't pop it out of the can like no? Popeye like. I going to say, is that no. your nickname? Or? Yeah, no, no, no. But no, I, I, like I said before, increasing the, the vegetables and, and stuff like that is definitely a, a good thing for everybody. And um, the spinach is actually one of my one of my favourites. So, yeah. Me too. I do. Um, the next one is, can you, <laughs> you wipe your own bum? <laughs> can I wipe my own bum? <laughs> um, apparently, I can. Apparently, Arnie couldn't. I'm not going to prove it, but I can. Yeah. No, please don't. Um, <laughs> think we're fine with that um the next one is do steroids really make your balls like raisins <laughs> come on fuck's sake this is what the community wanted we've got questions from martin howard Neil i Henry. don't know i've never i've never tasted me on balls so <laughs> <laughs> oh, um okay who would win in a fight you or superman <sighs> Well, since he's pretty much indestructible, I think I'm going to give it to Superman. People see people think that that the um, that because you're you're muscular or you're big, you you big fat. I mean, look the the brief time that we've known each other, I'm a pretty soft, <laughs> you know, gentle giant, if you like. Do you know what I mean? So it's I'm a not a fighter, so I'd give it to Superman on that one. So you wouldn't fight him. No, well. I'll give him a go, but he'd beat me. <laughs> okay, and the last question um, is, can you open this jar for me, please? <laughs> no problem. No problem. So all these years of training has, has led to, to prove I can open this jar. Yep. yep. I actually genuinely got stuck opening this jar once. I was, like, I, I I, I was like, I can't. I gave up. I was yeah. like, I can't fucking do it. <laughs> Did this post on Facebook saying, I go to the gym, I, like, I lift heavy and I can't open this fucking jar. And I've got all of this help from all of these people it's one of my most commented on posts telling me how to open this jar apparently if you tap it on the side it opens well there we go it worked there we go <laughs> learn something new every day you do um so thank you once again for coming on the podcast mm -hmm. so if you could give somebody one top tip for bettering their fitness what would that one top tip be i suppose like anything 
it's all right talking about it. It's all right thinking about it and wishing it and, and wanting to become fitter and leaner or more muscular. Nothing's going to happen if you don't take a bit of action on it. Do you know what I mean? So finding somebody that knows what they're doing to start with, you know, so hiring a trainer or, or um, a friend who, who knows what they're doing, mm-hmm. putting a little bit of a plan together, actually seeing what it is that you want to do mm-hmm. and then putting a plan together and working towards it. So, but none of this is going to happen. It's like writing the plan and all this, it's taking action. Taking action is the big thing. So if you're prepared to put the work in, you, you will get to where you want to be with it. So, Yep, absolutely right. And that's what I tell people all the time yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Like it's all well and good listening to stuff, watching stuff. But if you're not doing what is necessary, you're never going to get yeah. to where you want to be. So Put the plan down. Uh, put the plan down on paper. Think about where you want to be. And then just do what you said you were going to do. If you said you were going to go to the gym three times this week, do it. Do it. You know, you said you were going to on the plan, so do it. Yeah. It's, writing it down on a bit of paper ain't going ain't mm-hmm. to make that happen, you know, so you've got to follow through with these things. Perfect. Um, thank you very much again for coming on the podcast. Um, well. Where can people find you, follow you, stalk you? Um. <laughs> um, yeah, so Instagram, Stu Garrington. The, uh, I think Facebook's just Stuart Garrington. Um, I don't think there's more than one of me on there. Not that I've searched myself loads of times. So. <laughs> um, and uh, you can find me gyms at eballfitness.com, leodishgym.com. Uh, but yeah, everything through uh, Stuart Garrington and Instagram. That's probably the best place. And uh, all the links will be on there. Cool. Well, we'll put that in the show notes. Anyway. Thank you. So again, thank you very much. And um, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with people you think it will help and stay tuned and subscribe for weekly episodes. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and YouTube by searching for Natalie Arabella Bailey and join the Better Together for a Gold Star Life Facebook community to improve your confidence, network and life.